What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Dragon Fist Podcast. This is actually not an MMA version this time. This is uh, one of these things that we're going to do. This is all about that uh, ability to just kind of go with the flow. Um, we got a, a special guest here on the podcast today, um, and uh, it, it's a little longer than my MMA ones. Uh, you know, I did our first uh, uh, inaugural podcast we ever did. I did it with our co-host, Trent. And um, so, you know, it, it goes on and we just talk about a little bit of everything. Uh, today's special guest is uh, uh, David Supersonic uh, from Calling All Astronauts. Uh, these, uh, this band uh, just came out with a couple of EPs. They have several albums out. Really good music. Very unique uh, and a good sound, too. I, I think you guys will really enjoy it. This is a, a, a nice type of music. And um, again, we I talked with this guy. He's super nice. Uh, was really uh, a pleasure having him on the podcast, and uh, look forward to having him on the podcast so, sometime in the future. I, I told him he's welcome anytime to come back. Uh, check out the music at the end of the podcast. It's one of his EPs they just released, and uh, it's 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 pretty good. Uh, I really like it, and he has other albums that I guys should check out. So if you like the music, uh, please by all means go buy it. Support these guys. Uh, you know they work hard to do what they do, and uh, and they, they really uh, creative, and I uh, really enjoyed talking to David today. And uh, so without further ado, let's jump right into it. Uh, before I go ahead and start, I lost him there for a moment, and then we'll bring him right back. So just bear with us on that a little glitch at the beginning uh, at about the four-minute mark. So uh, after that, it's, it's, it's smooth sailing all the way to the end. Uh, and again, without further ado, David Supersonic, calling all astronauts. Hello, David. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, David. How's it going? Uh, not so bad. We've got baby to bed. Uh, my wife's feeling less ill than she did yesterday, and it's all good. That's good, man. That's good to hear. Glad, glad she's getting better, and I'm glad yeah. you're able to get the little one to bed on time. That's always a good uh, Yeah, and she's gone straight to sleep, which is always good. Yeah, definitely. Well, man, welcome and, and thank you uh, for coming on the podcast and uh, and uh, you know um, you know promoting. Uh, you got a new new album coming out, is that right? Well, new EP. The the new new album we're working on at the minute, but we've got the new EP out currently. Okay, cool. And what is that called? Uh, Influences EP. Nice. Yeah, man, I uh, I just started listening to music not too long ago, man. I, I, I'm really liking it and enjoying it. And uh, so I was like, man, I would like to. And then I seen uh, on Twitter that uh, you were looking to to come on a podcast or do something, you know. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll invite him for the podcast. Thank you for, thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I, I, I do like doing interviews, I've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm getting a, a bit... Webzine weary at the minute. I've done twenty-two so far for the new EP, and mm-hmm. a lot of them have generic interviews where they all ask you exactly the same questions, <laughs> and and I, and I start finding I make, I make up different answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming back on you. They're like, "Hey, but you said this." Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure one day somebody's gonna go. He didn't say that in that other interview. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a bad thing about interviews, especially if they get repetitive. Um, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. If if I get get asked the same question 
10, 20 times. I'm sure I answer different each time. I just yeah, yeah. You know, you know. I've, I've been trying to dream up new answers for how did we get our name. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I like the name by the way. So thank you. And it's very catchy. It, it, it's weird. Loads of people think we're named after the Simple Plan song, uh, Astronauts, and but I'd never even heard it before <laughs> we, we we got the name. Uh, the the actual truth is, I, w- I was looking at a newspaper and NASA were. <laughs> this is this is the true story. <laughs> NASA were advertising for astronauts, and the headline said, "Calling all astronauts." Oh, too bad you didn't take a picture of that, huh? You had I that. wish That's... I did. I really wish I had them. Uh, but you, you know, I've said, well, we. We all wanted to be astronauts, but failed the medicals and all sorts. Of That's right. I, I did want to be an astronaut at one time, and just never, never came to fruition. Yes, yeah, I've always <laughs> thought if Homer Simpson could be one, why couldn't I? Exactly. I mean, he seems, he seems. I mean, if he could do it, we can do it. Kind of person, you know? Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a, he's a role model for. A, for every, every male over 30, I think. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, hey, well, he, can, he can drink beer and, and do all this stuff and be a good father. I, we can't, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <he's, laughs> uh, I, I, I am quite a fan of The Simpsons. We generally have it, have it on while we're eating dinner. Although, we did, should I say, we did generally have it on while we were eating dinner before baby arrived. Yeah, yeah, you can't, it's, it's hard to have that type of cartoon on who the baby uh, is. How well, old how old is your daughter by the way? She was she's eight months old today. Oh wow, cool. Congratulations. Eight months old. Yeah. New baby. It, yeah. Uh, and she learns something new every day. Man, they learn so fast. I know they... she's she she's a real chatterbox with in her own language. Yes, yeah. But, <laughs> and that um, language is so so almost alien that language, but it's so funny to hear in, in yeah, you could make a fortune if you could learn to speak baby ease. David, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Sorry okay. about sorry about that. My internet dropped on me. Just... Oh, see, I was told off here that it was me walking around the house, and I'm said, oh, "No, I'm sure it's not me." <laughs> no, it was me, and I do apologize. But we're back now, so we're good. I I I, I will uh, email you the new EP as well. That would be great, yeah, and uh, and I'll also uh, usually I end in my podcasts with a song, so I'll, I'll end it with, with with your EP if that's okay with you. Yeah, cool. We uh, we what what we did was we we started recording the new album and writing the new album. Then the baby came along, and I really didn't have as much time, you know, in the short term to to work on the new album. So we thought, well, let's do four tracks that we've really liked by other people and and do the influences ep so we we took gary newman's our friends electric and turned it into like a drum and bass track with with guitars over it we stripped down t-rex's metal guru and made it really sort of dark atmospheric type thing we we added more scare and more monsters to David Bowie's scary monsters, <laughs> and uh, we uh, we've 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 done a version of Smoke on the Water, which it sounds like Skinny Puppy meets Ministry. So, 
Uh, we're, we're very pleased with it. The, the reaction we've had to it, as it came out last last Friday, it was, and the response to it has been just incredible. Because we thought we'd do something different as well. Because when when we got the tracks back from being mastered, we were just like, "Wow, this is awesome!" Uh, it it's too good to just prom- promo them all together. So we decided we would make it a quadruple A-side single. And every two weeks uh, apart, we, we, we first we dropped uh, our friends Electric on uh, Spotify and Deezer, etc., and a video on YouTube. Then two weeks later, we drop another one. Then two weeks later, another one. Then two weeks later, the other one. And we send them all to radio. And each one of them has been picking up radio plays here, there, and everywhere. And... It's been really crazy, and it's been the most stupid campaign I have ever come up with in my life, you know. But <laughs> it's been real fun and, and really has worked. And and I suppose as, as, as an artist, you want to keep your, your, your public profile up as much as possible. So we've had... We've had almost three months out of the new EP already, and, and, and it's only been out for... for five days <laughs> wow that's i mean that's i mean that's awesome man and that's that's funny how things work that way you, you know you do something stranger like a weird campaign like how you're releasing those things and you, you sometimes those type of things work really well and you're like wow that's that's great huh yeah and <laughs> you know we, we were really worried about releasing uh an EP of cover versions, you, you know, but we thought we've had two albums, we've had 12 singles, we've had another EP in that, and why not? We have done the odd cover. We did a cover of Robin S's Show Me Love, which we turned into a goth track. We, <laughs> and we there's a B-side somewhere where we did uh, I Want to Be Your Dog, the Stooges, I Want to Be Your Dog, which... Uh, we we only really wanted to play that live, but we ended up recording it and, and stuff. <laughs> and now we don't play it live because it just gets too messy. Oh, because, no. <laughs> because it's kind of the same thing repeating over and over again. And we don't have a drummer uh, or a keyboard player live, although Paul and I both <laughs> play the keys on them. So we've got loads of stuff in playback and all the guitars and vocals are live, but there's just three of us on stage. And so if you miss a cue, you're knackered, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It just... and, and doing I Want to Be Your Dog at the end of the set, we always, uh, I wouldn't say we mess it up, because we always mm. get to the end at the same time. Uh, but it could be tighter, should we say. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things you, you work on and. And and when you perfect it and get it get it done right, people really enjoy it. I mean, even when you mess up, you know, it's just human. Yeah, so. no, nobody else notices, but we're all like, as anything. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh no, it, it sounds so bad to you, but nobody else really notices. We, we had we had one one show where we, we were playing main stage at a festival, and like after us, Echo and the Bunny Men were coming on, and Roger Daltrey from the Who was playing that stage and all that, and we we. All you get is really a line test, you know, before you perform when you, at a festival like that. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I must have told the sound man ten times. Left channel goes to front of house. Right channel 
goes to the stage monitors. It has our clicks on, so we know where the songs start. So the intro starts. We're waiting for the clicks. There's no clicks. Oh, no. First song comes in. And us being smart asses, yeah, we've linked the first three songs together. (laughs) (laughs) And one song's finishing. The next one's starting. And none of us have got a clue where we are. Oh, no. (laughs) But nobody out front really realised. Yeah. My my wife did, you know. Because she knows too. She knows how, how everything's supposed I think, to sound. I think she saw the blind panic in my face. <laughs> the, the one person who can really recognize that type of panic in your wife. She's like, I know yeah, that face. Exactly. <laughs> Where have you been till now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's part of playing live, though. You know, things like that happen, and you just got to gotta wing it. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it. it one of those things isn't it isn't it you know uh, yeah and that's also that's also what makes uh good musicians you know from, uh, from you know there's a lot of musicians that just can't play live because they can't they can't wing it for example no, we, you know we uh we've all like jay was in a band called caffeine and they toured with like offspring uh did two tours with the offspring Blink-182, Rancid, uh, the Dickies, six weeks around Europe with the Dickies, two with AFI, two with Less Than Jake, with Samaya. You know what I mean? They did loads. And then Paul was in a sort of goth band called the Marionettes, who were quite big in the UK and Europe. You know, they were out doing shows with Sisters of Mercy and The Cult and, and all stuff like that. And the three of us had previously been in a band together and we'd sold out like... 2,000 capacity venues and, and stuff like that. So we kind of all know what we're doing. Yeah. Even, even if it doesn't always come over that we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I just uh, just like a week or two ago, I just went on like an Offspring listening binge and listened to Offspring, like a bunch of those old songs, man, brought back a bunch of memory. I like Offspring. They're good too. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's cool, man. And yeah, I mean, uh, with all that type of experience, you know, that's what makes... Um, that's what makes you guys unique, and 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 uh, that's what I mean. I I hear it in your music. When I'm listening to your music, I'm like, man, this is just you know, this is not one of those bands that just started or nothing yeah, like you, that. You can tell. You, you can hear we know what we're doing. Tab, exactly. Uh, yeah. On the first album, we we didn't. Uh, well, we did, but we didn't because we'd had a drummer. He'd left. He'd gone to Cambodia uh, teaching or something like that. I think he was teaching English. Yeah. And so we were stuck without a drummer. And there was me, Jane, uh, uh, Christy, who was our bass player at the time. She left to have a baby later on. But uh, we just, uh, I, I decided I'd learn to program drums because the drummer <laughs> left. <laughs> I mean, that's a good, good way to do it too, you know. I mean, yeah, and, and so I recorded, I recorded the, the first album. And I really didn't have a lot of clue about what I was doing. I'd ring a couple of producer mates up and go, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I was quite lucky. I had had some friends who'd done some quite good albums, like Julian. He he engineered the first Smiths album and engineered Depeche Mode. And uh, 
he produced that Mrs. Robinson for the Lemonheads and stuff. Oh, cool. So I was able to ring him and Harvey. He worked with like therapy and senseless things and alien sex fiend and all sorts of people. So I had, I had a couple of guys that I could ring, but I was still on a really steep learning curve. And by the time we got to the second album, I think I kind of more learned to be a producer. And and now I I, I pretty much know what I'm doing, <laughs> which is a bit of a help, really, isn't it? Cause right. <laughs> we record all our music just in my lounge. We we don't go to studios. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we, that's cool. We, we we just have the computer. Which, okay, we've got some nice speakers. We have we have a good interface. We we have a nice preamp. We have, you know, we have we have a few gadgets and stuff. It's not like we're recording it on fifty quids with the gear, right? But, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm, I'm oh, sat here on the sofa now looking at my studio, which is in the middle of the room type thing. Well, that's neat. That's that's go to work in your pajamas type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's great. You know, and the guys can come around here pretty much whenever. And, like, the last album took us 2,000 hours to make. Ooh, that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Hours. It, 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 it's tricky because mixing is, is quite hard because we tend to have quite deep kick drums and then we'll have sub bass then we'll have synth bass then we'll have a real bass and they'll all be they're all in that same frequency range right and and, you, uh, and in your music your music's very intricate and very meticulous yeah. you hear all those little details in there so uh, I, I can imagine how hard that is to put together Jay regularly puts eight guitar tracks down so i can pan them and and they'll, they'll be all reamped and and stuff like that you know it, it's there's quite a lot to it. <laughs> Sounds like I mean why it takes so long for us to make. Yeah, man. Like I said, like when I'm listening to the music, there's there's a lot of stuff going on there, and it all flows together really well. And I'm like, mm, man, to, to piece well, to piece that together it must be yeah. You were, I mean, I was right. It takes two thousand hours to put an album together. That's, that's a lot yeah. of work, especially when you're not trained. You know. <laughs> yeah, and on top of that too. That's that's impressive, man. Uh, I did a lot of it. I learned a lot about production watching YouTube t- t- tutorials. Isn't that great? You can learn almost anything nowadays on the internet. Uh, yeah, uh, although I, I, several times I did come across these 15-year-olds who claim they are beauty experts. <laughs> and I just get hate in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You see those those makeup YouTube videos? They just make you want to and throw have, up. You know those little China dolls with the big round red circles? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they end up looking like that, don't they? It's, it's... Yeah, I, when you when your when your daughter gets a little bit older, she's gonna want to watch YouTube. I I advise against that. That I mean, it just fills us with all kinds of stuff, man. I I do I do wonder about the, the you know you you'll, you'll have these like famous YouTubers, and they're all guys in their like mid to late twenties, and all the fans are like. 12-year-old boys. I know. That's where they get all their views from, millions yeah. of views. And you just, really? You want to make, like, you know, I've, we, we, we have an, an, an artist, because we have a publishing company and record label, you know, which we, we started off just to put calling all astronauts out and have ended up signing some others. And we, we have a band called Dorje, and Rob and from Dorje, uh, 
he is a very famous YouTuber, but he does guitar gear rundowns. Uh, he has his own guitar uh, brand. Uh, he's just played at Nam, you know. Uh, uh-huh. uh, and that is the right type of thing to use YouTube for, isn't it? You know. Yeah, exactly. Like how to show, like how to do things. You know, like yeah, like uh, tutorials uh, type of thing. Although some of those, some of the plumbing ones. Have you ever watched the plumbing <laughs> ones? I have many many times, and some of them are just a train wreck, man. Yeah, like, what are these know, people doing? There's, there's, there's guys encouraging you to take your own boiler apart. I know, and also they're like, "Oh, it's easy. All you got to do is take this piece off and take that piece off." Yeah. And I imagine, I imagine people at home watching this, and they start taking theirs apart, and they get like halfway through, it and they're like, "Mine don't look like anything like this person's yeah. boiler." Then there's, then there's a gas <laughs> explosion. Yeah, then there's a gas <laughs> explosion, and then they have to pay like ten thousand dollars or twelve thousand, fifteen thousand dollars to have a real professional come and fix it. Yeah, <laughs> I, di- I didn't. Find out, but where where in in the, the U.S. are you? Well, I, I'm uh, I'm actually in Washington D.C. Just a little I south love of D.C. Oh man, D.C.'s it's good. I like it. And you don't uh, know DJ Mohawk Adam, do you? I don't. I might have him on my Twitter. Um, he, 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 I, I knew him years ago. Uh, he used to DJ at the nine thirty and the Company and the Roxy and. Oh, there was another place on uh, on on M Street where he used to be at as well. I can't think. It's a long time ago. Uh, I saw Fugazi play in, in DC for free. Oh, really? That's awesome. Uh, they played the uh, that park at Fog by Foggy Bottom. Uh huh. Um, I'm trying the, to think the, of the name the, of that park. But they 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 used to do a free show there every year. Well, yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. I know which which what, yeah, what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, we saw Fugazi there with Seven Year Bitch opening for them uh, years ago for free. It was, you know, when I was in this apartment in DC, we kept wondering why there was a van parked outside, and men with with Max talking into the into the <laughs> into the lapels uh-huh. in the next apartment to, to us. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Noriega. Uh uh-huh. Noriega was there? Because the, the DA had him, didn't they? And, and, uh, uh, they were watching him. And they, they, they were, he was already on the sort of witness protection type thing or whatever it was. <laughs> and it was the maid who told us there was, you know, a maid used to come in and clean. Uh huh. We, we were at the, uh, the Four Seasons Hotel apartments, which are. I think 29th and M, uh-huh. sort of in Georgetown. And yep. Yeah, and we, we, we asked the uh, the maid, and she told us it was Noriega. Oh, my goodness. Did that make y'all, y'all were like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a fabulous place, is DC. Is oh, it, man. Is it's, it still really cool? It is very cool. There's so much to see, man, and, and the people are... People are really friendly. Uh, we we actually we because we were in we were in D.C. Uh, me and my wife um, we we lived there. We lived in an apartment there, and uh, we have a, a two year old. And uh, right. so uh, it's just really not the environment for a two year like for family and for me, you know, for us, me and my wife. But uh, so we moved just uh, northern Virginia, so we're literally like ten minutes outside of D.C. And right. it's, and it's a little less hectic, you know. I once got trapped at Tyson Corner. Oh my gosh, that's a that's a wild intersection there. I I missed the, I missed the last bus. 
<laughs> and I had to get a, a cab from there to, and I didn't want to get a cab all the way from there to Georgetown, you know. Oh man, that would have cost a fortune. So I had to get a cab from there to Alexandria, is it? Yeah, Alexandria. And uh, the bus station there at like ten o'clock at night. To oh. <laughs> take the metro back into DC. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I was just, I was just going. I've got to get out of here, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh. Especially, yeah. I, I, we were there, that was when D.C. was like the murder capital. Yeah, wait, so what year was that? What was the year that, that you were there? Oh, it's got to be over 20 years ago now. Oh, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's a lot, I, I tell you what, D.C.'s a lot better now. Even those Is rough, it? even those rough parts are, are, they're not, they're not hardly there anymore. I mean, there's still some rough areas, but it, it's not like it used to be. And, it, at that time, though, 90% of D.C. was cool. Yeah, it was just you didn't go past the Capitol building. <laughs> yeah, you didn't go into that. It was like northeast, I think it was. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, you 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 just didn't go past there, <laughs> and as long as you didn't go past there, you were you good. Were fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you know, you, you, it wasn't it wasn't a place where you you would had to catch cabs just to go two blocks or whatever, like. Like probably New York was at that time, you know. Right. Yeah, you just walk and not have any trouble. So. That that that's a quite disturbing fact I've heard on the news today. Can you believe there are mo- have been more murders in London than New York in in the first three months of this year? Yeah, I had read something about that. I seen somebody had posted that, and I was like, wow, that's, that's 50, kind of... 58 murders in London so far this year. That's that's wild, right there. Uh, uh, and it's it's all it's all youth. Yeah, it really all is. youth, and that's that's sad, man. That's sad to see. Everybody's trying to get a finger on what's what's going on, and and everybody yeah. has their own theories, but nobody knows who's right. You know, it, 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 it's it's gang culture. It, 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 it's territorial. It, it's it's really stupid. Yeah, and, and so in London, um, I've only been I've only been through the airport going to Spain. So I've been right. to Heathrow, and it was Heathrow's big man. It's it's a, a bustling airport, man. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, and uh, so so London's really cool. And y'all guys drive on the other side of the road, and <laughs> that's that was that was we. I was watching out the window, like seeing the buses go by, and I'm like Heathrow. Oh wait, that's right. I'm in London. They drive <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's cool, man. And uh, so London, they have a, you were talking about they have a gang culture there. Oh yeah, very. There are and lots, lots and lots of drug dealers, and 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 you saw all, all carrying knives. Oh, uh, and it, 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 it's really bad. It, it really, it, it, it's not. And the thing is, as like some some of my mates will will will, 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 will say, uh, they live in an area south in South London that has had a bad reputation for years. And I'll say to, to Clifton and Rems, oh, it doesn't seem that bad down here nowadays. And they'll say, that's because you're white. Oh. And, it, and it's real black-on-black crime. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... The majority that's... of the time. Not all the time. Right. Course, yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Time. Now, uh, it... go ahead. It's a culture that they need to get out of. And like like Clifton, one of the, one of my, my mate there, he... Uh, he does lots of work with the police and youth groups and stuff. He's a facilitator to try to bring people together, to try to help people get out of 
of, of gang culture and, and all that. Yeah, that's that's good. And, and uh, like, um, you know, we uh, where I grew up, I'm actually I'm not from D.C. I, I grew up uh, I grew up in Oklahoma City. So right in the middle of the country. Is uh, when I was growing up, like in the 90s, uh, they were really cracking down on gangs in on the East Coast and also on the on the West Coast, like in L.A. and stuff. Yeah. And these big gang members were actually moving to the center of the country, like where we live. Really, and then all of a sudden, it just that 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 gang culture just blossomed like right in the time that we were all. That's right. The, the, there was the big bombing, wasn't that Oklahoma? City? Yeah, it was Oklahoma City, uh, April nineteenth, uh, nineteen ninety nine, or nineteen ninety five, I think it was. Wow. Yeah, I was I was very young, you know. I was in I was in elementary school, and I remember yeah. my my teacher. It was just like right after the bell rang, and somebody came and and talked to our teacher, and she had to go because her dad was actually in the building. Wow, and uh, yeah, it was uh, that was a wild, that was a wild time for all of us, especially being so young. We didn't realize what was going on. I, I had no clue about Waco and all that stuff that had happened before that triggered mm. all that, and it was just a weird time. It was scary too, you know. But it's it's weird, you know. DC doesn't DC have a you can't carry firearms in DC? No, uh, they don't have. I don't think they have a. I don't think they have a um, a carry. They don't per- permit carrying like weapons and stuff. Where in Which, Virginia, where in Virginia, it's it's open. You can have open carry, right? Um, without having a license, so you can actually walk around with a gun on your side, like oh out on the open. But you can't hide it unless you have a license, right? But uh, indeed, in, it, it, it's kind of ironic that all these people who are lobbying for against gun control and everything. Are all in an area where people can't walk around with guns. <laughs> yeah, they're going to well, they're going to the capital because that's where all the legislatures and all that stuff is. But yeah, it's it's in one of those places that I mean, guns are still legal there. Like you can own a gun, like have one at your house. I think you just can't really. I don't. I'm not real clear on the gun laws, but I'm pretty sure you can't carry them around. They don't issue like uh, concealed concealed carry license and things of that nature. Nah, you know, you know, the number of times I've been to America and I've never. I'm, Sorry, I, once in D.C. I heard a gunshot, but other than that, I've never heard a gunshot in America. Man, it's, it's, very, it's very calm. <laughs> it's, it's not like how, I, I don't know how everybody else sees it, but it's, it's not as bad as, as people think. More people, I mean, you're more likely to die in a car accident or, you know, something, yeah. crazy, something weird but, like that, you know. But you do have a very high, but a lot of the high, the high death rate from firearms is suicides, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, yeah, a lot of people, you know, because it's an easy way, painless, fast way to do it. Yeah. So, but, yeah. You, you know, we've been to L.A. quite a few times. And, you know, the big reputation with the gangs and all that there. Yeah, they uh, there's L.A. is a little stricter on guns. I lived in California. I lived in San Diego uh, for a couple of years too, and they're, they're a little tighter on gun guns there. More on pistols, like right, hand, like handhelds, uh, rifles and stuff. They're a little more lenient, but at least flame, that that's how it was. When I was there. Actually, flamethrowers in California. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, they're almost to the point of banning uh, lighters. <laughs> Everything yeah. catches on fire there. It's insane. Yeah, I do wonder about this thing in America now, where so many states have have legalized cannabis. Yeah, I mean that's in DC. In DC, it's it's legal. You can have like up to two ounces, I think. Do, in do, do you think it's part of this plan to dumb down the? <laughs> 
<laughs> man, I, I don't know what's what's happening because it's 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 like it's catching on real big and it's it's yeah. happening everywhere. You, and then you I, know, what, what did, was Trump elected because everyone was too stoned to vote? <laughs> Nobody showed up, but the people that were yeah. crazy. <laughs> oh, I'll I'll vote tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll vote tomorrow. It's, yeah. it's okay. And then they wake up three days later and they're like, "Oh man, I forgot to vote. Trump's president now." <laughs> yeah, it, it it is very bizarre how suddenly the whole of America wants to legalize cannabis. Yeah, it is uh, very, and that's one of the reasons that me and my wife moved from DC because we were actually in the apartment building that we lived in. Every everything's like high rise buildings there. Well, they're not too high because they have a law that. Building yeah, yeah, you talk about over five stories or something like that. Yeah, it? something like that. Yeah, but uh, so you know, in the apartment we were at, people, I guess, in other apartments were smoking so much, and the smoke and the smell would come into our apartment, like comes through elect- the aircon and everything. Doesn't yeah, it? and it was just too. And we have a two-year-old, and we're like, you know, this is not good. No. <laughs> so no. we ended up getting out of there, and that's why we came to Virginia, and that was just one of the reasons. Just, I mean. If they want to do it, we, they can we, do it. But... We moved a hotel when when Heidi was was pregnant. We moved a hotel room in, in L.A. because we said this, you know, she she's breathing in these these cannabis fumes. Yeah, and it's it's just not good for the baby or even developing kids. You know, it's, it's not good. And th- then we got moved again. Christian Christian Bale had us kicked out of our room. What? <laughs> He kicked you out of the room. How that happened? Right, we 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 were staying at the Roosevelt on uh, on uh, Hollywood Boulevard, and we had one of those poolside cabanas. And I don't know if you ever seen that uh, show. Oh, what's it? Deadly? Is it Deadliest Catch? Yes, Deadliest Catch. Yes. Where where the big catching crabs and the... yep, where they're catching crabs out in like yeah. Alaska or ne- somewhere. Next to us is is Skipper Mike, and in the other room, the other is the other Skipper whose name I can't remember. But what? And Christian Bale want, is having this pool party, and he gets all of us moved from our rooms. Ah, uh, because he doesn't want anybody overlooking his party. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's messed up. <laughs> I've never liked him. <laughs> yeah, he seems a very. He, people say he's a very serious, very serious person. Like, he he is one of those actors that have upset quite a few people in his time, isn't he? Yeah, good actor, but <laughs> he 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 was the one who played Patrick Bateman, wasn't he? In uh. uh Brett Ethan Ellis book, uh, American Psycho. Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. I don't remember that movie much. <laughs> A I've, bad memory. I've I've read the book about five times. I think I think the book is genius writing. Uh, although the first time you read it, you think it's written really badly, but when you get to the towards the end of the book, you start realizing. He's writing almost from inside Bateman's mind, oh. and then it start. Then it all starts to make sense. That's those type of books are really cool. And what, what's he said? It's called American Psycho, right? Yeah, American Psycho. Yeah, I, I I remember I watched that movie and I just get, piece it all together. I'm not a big movie buff, but you know I watch movies sometimes and then I don't remember them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing worse than putting on the film and you go. I've seen this. <laughs> I've, I've seen this before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to watch this movie? Okay, let's sit down and watch it. Oh, wait a minute. I've seen this movie before. It all comes back to you. Happens a lot to us. Yeah, definitely. It's, the, mind's a, the mind's a weird thing. 
And uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, things things are changing here. People are uh, people are a lot more sensitive here in the in the United States about things. Um, and, people that, are getting... well, that, that's down to the internet, isn't it? Isn't yeah. It? Uh, people love to be outraged now. <laughs> yes, it is. A, it's like a new fad, like a new cool thing to yeah. do. And things that wouldn't bother people now, they're just mad for them. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And they've got all these new sayings like body shaming, slut shaming, yeah. shaming, shaming. <laughs> yeah. These things don't exist. Stop using them. Exactly. You, you know, you Thank don't want you. friends to die. You don't want people to eat badly and be overweight. You don't want people to eat badly and be underweight. Yeah, what happened so to control? Don't, don't give me a hard time for telling people that they should eat healthily. You right. know? Exactly. What happened to constructive criticism? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's it, like it's it, dead. It's, it's just crazy. And, you, you, you know, all of us... Uh, believe that sort of equality for women but suddenly <laughs> some of the feminist movement has just gone he's trying to he's turning into some sort of fascistic men hating type and on top of that they're actually attacking women too some women that are not any, see the yeah, <laughs> any woman who who thinks it wants to say whoa hold on to the reins a bit you know pull yeah. her up and pull this back Exactly. It's about equality, not about like Jermaine Greer. Nobody has done more for equality for women than Jermaine Greer since the suffragettes in eighteen, whenever it was, nineteen seventeen or whenever it was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she got slaughtered recently. That's, for it. that's crazy. I mean, this. I think it's yeah, like you said, it has a, a lot to do with the internet and then this this fluidity this fluidness of being able to transfer information so fast and then like we're all new to it it's all new to a society like in the past like 10 years yeah, it's yeah. all new to us so it's like we're children in this new age of, of communication and social media and things and pe- people don't stand back for a second and go there's black there's white and there's gray areas everybody's instantly judged jury and executioner yeah when, and... when they've only read one side of a story or just the headlines. That's another big yeah, deal. Yeah. People read headlines and just blow it into proportion to however their wherever their mind takes it. You know, I, I was reading this thing. Billy Billy Corbin got absolutely slaughtered for something, and I read what he said, and I was thinking, I'm sure about ninety percent of people would actually agree with what he, <laughs> what he said. Isn't that crazy? And it's funny. It's like, it's like when something happens to you know, Billy Corbin's a good guy. He's like a super cool guy. Like really, yeah. nice. I listened to one of his podcasts where he was on with Joe Rogan on his podcast, and I was like, man, this guy's super cool, you know. And, um, and Billy Corgan, I like the band. I mean, it was just Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, it was a big band, especially in the '90s, like when I was growing up. So, um, anyway, so it's it's really weird how uh, this you know, there's so many people who would think there's nothing wrong with that. But just that two percent have such a voice now. Yeah, you hear them. You hear them because of the internet. It's just that small, small two percent. You can hear them because they have this. Uh, they have this instrument that they can project their thoughts and their ideas and their. And their... It, it, it was like the crooked Hillary hashtag. Uh, yeah, it's just. It's if a... she was crooked, by now Trump would have had her arrested. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happens with all that, man. It's just. 
That's yeah. all craziness, man. I don't. I try. I actually like three months ago. I kind of just stopped hearing politics because I'm so sick of it. <laughs> it it's just. It, it's just madness. It is. It's, I, it's I was watching madness. a documentary the other day about the uh, the guy who he made out that he'd been uh, giving the WikiLeaks uh, people information about the the. Democrats campaign and then they tried to make out that Hillary had had him killed when the Russians were the ones who hacked the the Democrats I mean there's just so much there's so much finger pointing going on and, and you can't really it's like being in a room of a bunch of people they're all pointing fingers at each other and they're all yelling over each other it's like you can't you can't hear what any anybody's argument is. It's just the world's gone crazy. It has, it has you it's, know. And cool. let's and let's hope our music makes it a little less crazy. Exactly. You, you, you know, we 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 do uh, address a lot of issues, but it, it, they're they're like social issues. We're not saying to everybody you have to go and look for your left wing candidate and and you must vote for him or you you're a bad person if you don't. We're saying. There's children starving out there. There's no difference between black, white, whatever colour people, religious people. You know, you like nice people, whatever they're from. Don't like assholes. Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, and that's what we try to, to deal with all, all the time, those sort of things. Just pointing out that there's, there's things that are wrong in society and, and that really need addressing, not Petty crap, yeah, crap. Yeah, it's just, uh, I, I think we, I think uh, hopefully, you know, I mean, like you said, music is, is a good is a good medium to, to get to get people to listen and hear things, and um, and people definitely should listen. They got two ears and one mouth, they should listen twice as much. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's funny, but the only people who ever say, Oh, you shouldn't mix music and politics. Are always people of the right. <laughs> no, I don't agree with that. I'm a, I'm a little on the right, but I'm not that that. No, I mean I'm, I'm more I'm, I'm more liberal. Like, than you, you know, like the uh, alt right or those types. Yeah, of... the alt right, the extreme right. Yeah, extreme, it, I mean that's just nonsense. Yeah, I think I think people just need to to you know this extreme right and this extreme left stuff is just too much. People just need to see things with logic, and they just need to be able to debate like. Let's sit down and have a conversation. Okay, what now, do you think? Be logical. If, 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 if both parties were centre-right and centre-left, they wouldn't alienate so many people and they would be able to get stuff done for the majority of the people. Absolutely. And, and you know, a, a lot of right and left people, they have a lot of stuff in common. But it's just they're so loud on certain issues that they just hate each other. It's yeah. Kind of I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't... You know, I don't know why people have to take it to such extreme lengths. The, you know, it's not a dress rehearsal. We have this one life. Try to get on with everybody. <laughs> exactly, and and be kind, be nice to people for crying yeah. out loud. I mean, they're they're people. They have families and mothers and daughters, and I mean, they're although, just people like us. So, although although I, I I find it very difficult to be nice about mumble rap. <laughs> mumble rap. <laughs> I have a friend who, whenever he gets drunk, he tries to mumble rap. It's, it's one of the funniest it, it, it things. He needs to be stoned as well and not be in time. <laughs> write words that aren't coherent and then use the N word every third or fourth. Oh, that's, word. that's awful, man. I, I hate when they use a bunch of profanity and a bunch of 
like the N word and stuff like that. That's just uh, that's crazy. That's not music. I mean, that's not no, talent. It, it, it's you know you could when NWA and Public Enemy used it. It was different. It was a different time. Yeah, it was a different time, and they were expressing how they lived, where they lived, rather than just gratuitous use of it. Um, for what? For no reason yeah. at all. Just. I, you know, I think it's kind of disrespectful to people like Rosa Parks, and and uh, and of course today it's. Is it today? Is it Martin Luther King Day today? No, I think it's in February. It's an anniversary for him of some sort today, anyway. Yeah, he was killed. I think he was assassinated today. Right. In the 60s. You you know, and it is very disrespectful to those people like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, especially, you know, those people that really fought for, um, you know, rights for, you know, the civil movement, the civil rights movement. I mean, these people worked really hard and they dedicated their life and died. Martin Luther King, he was assassinated. He died for this type of thing. And for, it, it just, I think when people use it in that just whatever sense, that, that word, I think yeah. that, uh, I think it's just, uh, it just brings, it, it look, makes the world look negatively on, yeah. on things. You know, it's just. You know, my, my black friends will never use it in front of me. Yeah, I don't, I mean, my, my black they, friends they, that they I have, they don't. Use it when I'm, you know, I know they use it when I'm not there. But they know I, I find it offensive. Yeah, it's just and, and there's just really no it. room for that anymore. I mean, it's just not one of those things it's that should be around. <laughs> yeah, needless, exactly. Yeah. Needless, perfect word. Good job. Yeah, needless. <laughs> there was a. I used to. Um, there was a when I was growing up. There was a rapper out of Houston, and uh, he, he he's pretty famous. A chameleonaire. His name was Chameleonaire, and I liked his music because he. He could he even put out a whole album and maybe use like two cuss words and, and maybe said the N word once or twice. And that yeah. was it. And I was like, man, this is talent. This is how this is. A, and it was good rap music. And, and I really liked his music. And it was just it, I was like, why don't more rappers do this? Because this is this is much better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of old, old school hip hop, you know, 80s, late 70s, 80s, early 90s hip hop. And. I just think what's coming out today really can't hold a candle to it. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some good ones. There's some good rappers out there. But um, yeah, like you said, it doesn't really like the older music, the older rap music. That's just I mean, that's real talent and art. And those guys yeah, really put it together. You know, not rhyming the same word with itself. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems it seems so easy to do that. Anybody can do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm just astonished, and, and then you look, and these people have had 500 million YouTube views, and... billion, a billion. You, I've seen some yeah. billion YouTube views. It's like a but billion. although lots of them are fake, are they? Oh, can you yeah. you can fake YouTube views? You can fake everything. Ah, uh, true. I guess you could set up a bot just to watch it over and over and over and over again. Yeah, or like all, ten... the major, all the major labels are using bots on the. On the uh, YouTube, on, the, on Spotify, uh-huh. you, you, you know, they'll, they'll claim such and such a body has had X number of views in, in X number of listens on Spotify in the UK in a week. And you do the maths and you go, 
that's one in every 14 people in this country have listened to some mumble rapper. No, uh, no not possible. And I doubt no. somebody, some kids, some group of kids are just listening to it over and over in their rooms at home. No. The same yeah, they, song. They, 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 they really are just faking loads of it. There, there was, there, there's one girl who's been in the charts here a few times and she put out a, a tweet that if I get... <sighs> A hundred, you know, and she had a set of like half a million Twitter followers, and and was has had a few chart records, and she's like, if I get, I think it was sort of a hundred retweets, I'll drop my new video, and because so many of her followers were fake, she got about five. <laughs> oh, 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 that's yeah, a I'd, that's a stab in the side there. Like, oh. There's a there's a, a site you can go to where you can. Uh, see how many fake followers people have. Yeah, I heard about that site. Yeah, and there was a time, I don't know if it's still the same, but Justin Bieber had more fake followers than real ones. Wow. Now, uh, now on those YouTube views, because I think, I think YouTubers, they get paid by views. That Does YouTube recognize when it's a bot view in the videos and they don't get paid for that? Or are they stupid? YouTubers do it. And they get more money than it costs them to, to to buy the views, and they, they know which sites to use. Wow. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan of the... the uh, well, I listen to Joe Rogan podcast, and he uh, he was telling me the other day that some uh, YouTube kid bought a $7 million house, like, down the street from him. And he was like, I can't believe it. This kid's, like, 18 years old, and he's buying a $7 million house down the road, and he just... Wow. On YouTube. And that's it. That's all he does on YouTube. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, it's kind of crazy. And same thing with like this cryptocurrency thing. Like some of these young kids, you know, they spent their allowance on cryptocurrency a long time ago. And now they're millionaires because they bought a bunch of cryptocurrency and it shot up way I, over the thing. I had some Bitcoins on a, on a hard drive that I don't have anymore. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of those. If you go to Reddit, there's, there's a lot of crazy stories. There's loads and loads of people. There's there's <clears> thousands <throat> and thousands of uh, bitcoins on on old hard drives from when nobody realized they were ever going to be worth anything. Yeah, whenever bitcoin was like 16,000, I seen a post on Reddit. A guy was like, "Yeah, I I, I got this old computer and I opened up it had a 1011 uh, bitcoins on it." Wow, I was like, "Oh, that's that's like three hundred million dollars." At the time, I was reading, I would like did the math. I'm like, "That's like three hundred something million dollars." Yeah. And he was asking, like, "What should he do? Should he turn it in?" Or, you know, I'm like, "I don't even know why you're posting, man. I'd be gone." Yeah, yeah, three hundred something. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be asking people, would you? No, no, definitely no. I wouldn't be putting it out there that I have that much Bitcoin. That's a I, quick way to get that, robbed. I thought that was wrong yesterday when three of the people from Spotify. Uh, cleared eight billion dollars from the sell-off when musicians get point one of a separate play. Yeah, that's. I mean, this, I was uh, I was also reading and, and listening. Uh, somewhere I heard it that like uh, authors who write books and stuff they only get like eight percent of the profit, and yeah. even on and even on like eBooks, the publisher still gets like. 85% of the profits and they don't wow. even have to do anything. They don't even have to do anything. They're, they're, they're not distributing any books. They're not printing any books. They're not doing anything. I mean, and most of the time authors have to promote themselves. And so, and so it's like robbery. <laughs> That's terrible. That I, and e-books they are getting on. Right. E-books out of all things. Like something that takes no effort to distribute. 
and they're they're charging more than fifty percent. That's I think that's robbery in my opinion. That's outrageous. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And the same thing with like the music, like what you're saying with Spotify. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of this you, real you, squirrely. You you know, if you get a uh, hundred thousand plays, you'll you'll get you'll get a hundred dollars. <laughs> wow, really? It's that ratio? Yeah. Wow, and I, I never knew that. I was uh, always curious about that. And and then that's got to be divided up between the band members. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a hundred dollars, like twenty dollars for you, twenty dollars for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Can you imagine a ten a ten piece band. My goodness, <laughs> ten dollars a piece. Ten dollars a piece. Good work, fellas. A thousand plays. You remember that two? Remember that two thousand hours that we put into that album? Here's your ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. We we worked out we need something like two and a half billion plays to oh, to, to to get the living wage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, man. That's, at least I mean, you know, I mean, y'all seem very popular, man. That's and y'all are really successful. I see y'all guys out there. We we. We, we we've got a niche market. We're we we're, we're we're popular amongst an underground kind of kind of crowd, uh, and we're 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 very fortunate that we get so much support from radio and blogs and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's, that's really never, cool. We're, we're never going to trouble the top forty. <laughs> but. You know that we're we're quite happy. We have full artistic control. That's we, important. You know we we can do what we what we want. Uh, hence, we had a quadruple A side single. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you went in and just put your own little campaign together. It's working well, like you said. I was just going to shout, "What a goal!" Then <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at the football. <laughs> oh, nice! Which game are you watching? Uh, Liverpool versus Man City in the European Cup quarter-final first oh, round. Oh, nice. And it, Liverpool just scored from about 30 yards. Wow, that's good. That's Have an exciting goal. Have you been to CDC goal. United? Uh, I haven't. I, I, I see a lot of their... I've been to... Uh, I went to, When I went to Madrid, I went to Real Madrid. I didn't, yeah. get to go see the, I didn't get to go to the game, but I went to the stadium and they have like the... Uh, you know, you get to go in and see the stadium and stuff like that. It was really cool. And uh, my wife, uh, my wife is Peruvian, so we're from Peru, and we made it to the World Cup this year. Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, we're super excited about that. So, whenever whenever they play, we're we're real big on watching that. Yeah, yeah. I, I do, uh, we we were supposed to be going on holiday at the start of June, and uh, well, we are going now. But I made my wife move our holiday forward a week because I didn't want to be away when the World Cup was on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, planning around that, right? Yeah, yeah we're uh, we're also. Uh, are you? Do you follow any uh, MMA or mixed martial arts like UFC? No, I don't at all. I, I think it's crazy. I think people are going to get. You know, they 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 like to just get themselves hurt all the time. They do get hurt all the time. It's. I mean, it's just part of it, you know. Uh, of course, they're using their bodies to to battle, so of course they get I, hurt a lot. I I prefer normal boxing to it <laughs> you know, boxing uh yeah boxing is cool but this just adds another i mean i like both I, i'm a big fan i was a big fan of boxing growing up i mean so yeah and I, I, I used to love watching like the tyson fights and oh man those were best and, back in those days and and lennox lewis when he was world champion because yep. 
he was he was probably the most agile of heavyweights. Definitely. You, you know, he could dance around the ring for the since since nobody had been able to do that since about Ali, had they? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he was one of those heavyweights that were like, oh man, look at this guy, you know. Yeah, and we claimed him, even though he was Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think he lived there, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he, I, I think his mother was was British, or his father was, and he lived over here. But but he was born in Canada. Oh, okay. We, we I don't see. have, I think. Or, <laughs> or no, or maybe he was born here, and then he grew up in Canada. One or the other. But, doesn't matter who is British, right? <laughs> yeah, the, actually, the UFC's coming to Liverpool. Uh, I think in, I can't remember. I think maybe in June or something of that nature. And uh, they have a the the head the main event is uh, Darren Till, who's who's from England. He's I think he's from Liverpool. He's, he's oh yeah, I know who that guy is. Yes, I have. Yeah, been. and he's going to be fighting uh, fighting on that card, and we're looking forward to that. He's going to be fighting uh, an American guy, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. So that's I mean they're both like amazing strikers like stand-up fighters right. so it's gonna so it's gonna be really exciting we're all looking forward to that yeah so that's that's fun to look forward to <laughs> I, i've never really got into it it just looks i, I don't know it's a bit like the, it, it reminds me of the old unlicensed street fighting right and it used to be ufc used to be like that ufc has been around this is their 25th year wow um, yeah, so 25 years. This is their 25th anniversary this year. And, uh, and yeah, back in the day, they didn't have much rules or weight classes or anything like that. And it was pretty... Yeah, that's what, how I remember it here when, when it was just called cage fighting. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's, it's, it's a lot more organized and, and more yeah. rules. Do, do, so do, do, do you know where I'm coming from, from thinking about how that was? Definitely. And, and you know, I used to watch, I, I watched it one time when I was younger. In the in the younger in the early days of UFC, and I was like, "This is not cool at all." I, I'm gonna stick to boxing. I remember saying, "And yeah, uh, it was it was there was real mismatches." It was, and there was like huge guys and little bitty guys. I mean, some of it yeah, was kind of cool, and, and and people trying to actually kill each other. Exactly, and, and people would wear <laughs> people would wear boots and kick each other in the face while they're on the ground. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. that's that's no longer the case anymore. They they got weight classes. You can't kick people while they're down, or like kick them in the head while they're down, or knee them while they're down. And there's it's a maybe, it's a lot. Maybe, more I, should of have, a maybe sport. I should have another look at it then. <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's 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 a lot different now. Uh, it's it's a lot more organized. And they, uh, I don't know if you know uh, who USADA is. They're like the anti-doping agency. Oh right, yeah. The the UFC uses them now because used to it was just do whatever. You know, and these people would Look come in. All the guys with the steroids. They they fell off. You you should see like difference in in fighters that pre USADA, like before USADA, they were like winning and becoming champions and beating people down. And then yeah. when USADA came in, those guys fell off. Do, I, I doubt the wrestling news is them, does it? Say it again. I doubt the WWF and that uses them. Does no, it? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> that's that's. Luckily, uh, yeah, luckily that's a little more choreographed than yeah, the can UFC. You imagine, can you imagine that without the steroid monsters? <laughs> oh, yeah, it wouldn't be what it is for sure. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. keep that there <laughs> like that. Our, our, uh, our guitarist Jay is a massive fan of the wrestling. And, 
and I always I always diss him for it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked he, wrestling until I found out it was fake, which was I was like twelve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Billy Corgan's brothers does it, doesn't he? Yeah, Billy Corgan actually owns. Uh, he own, he bought a wrestling uh, promotion. Like yeah, a, yeah, that that that's the one his brother works with. It's in uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, he's he's I real know. big in it. He's a big fan of the, the wrestling. I know that. I know the girl who does uh, some of the promotion for it and stuff. Uh, anyway, I'm going to have to go. Yeah, no, not a problem, man. Again, uh, thank you. I mean, we were on here for a while, so yes, thank you for your time. Thank you for everything. Send me that uh, uh, song, and uh, I'll play it at the end of the podcast. And man, we'll retweet it and get you some. Will do. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, and hope to have you on again sometime in the future. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yep, yep. Take care, David. Bye. And there you have it, folks. David uh, with Calling All Astronauts, David Spasonic. Pleasure talking to you, David. It was uh, great. Guys, uh, check out his new EPs. Uh, One that is about to play is called Smoke on the Water. If you like it, please go and buy it. Uh, Look at his other albums. A lot of great music on there, guys. Buy it. Check it out. Also, you can find him on Spotify and several other places. I mean, just just check him out. Really creative, really good guys. Uh, and I hope you all got to know him a little better. And uh, I hope you guys go and support him. So uh, uh, thank you again, David. And I uh, hope you have it on the podcast again. That is all for Dragon Fist Podcast. You guys take care and have a good week. <laughs>